Well, it's a Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM. And you do know that on Tuesdays, we talk tech. But one of the key fundamental aspects of tech, obviously, is obviously social media and its relation with global trends. Well, we're, we're going to be delving into that on today's show. So if you are into social media trends and want to understand the dynamics within the space, this is a show for you. Thank you, welcome, and let's get the conversation going. You're welcome to City Trends. My name is Philip Sean, and of course, you can be a part of the conversation tonight using our WhatsApp and Telegram number 0549-986-996. This show obviously thrives on your feedback, so we would love to hear what you have to say about the issues that we're discussing tonight. And tonight, we are going to be looking at a report that came out um, a couple of weeks ago. Digital 2023 Global Overview Report, the essential guide to the world's connecting behaviors. Lots of very interesting insights um, that we got from there. Um, we are social and, of course, Meltwater um, puts this edition together. Um, we have seen iterations of this over the years, so it's, it's, it's interesting and important that we delve into this um, report um, for, this, for this period. There, there are a lot of very interesting things um, that jump out at you. And, um, of course, it's important for us to, you know, sort of look through the report and then figure out some of the things that will be important to us. And I think um, one of the biggest things for me, even before we get to meet our guests on the show, is the fact that we have a total population of 8 billion people. And um, also, unique mobile phone users currently stands at 5.44 billion that is um, 68% of the population. Internet users' asset today stands at 5.6 billion. Active social media users stands at 4.76 billion. I mean, if these top headline um, bits of information doesn't you know, startle you, I'm not sure what else will, but I'm guessing that you probably want to know what the real numbers and what the meanings of some of these numbers actually are. And so we have gotten our guests in the studio to help us delve deeper into the research and, you know, sort of give us also a Ghanaian sort of perspective about all of it. But then we'll also be looking at the global trends and what they mean. In a minute, we'll be meeting our guest for today. She will give us um, an idea of who she is and then we'll delve straight into it. You're welcome once again to City Trends. Hi, my name is Alice Mensa. Uh, I will say I am a marketing leader with 10 years marketing experience. I started as a Google ambassador somewhere in 2012 and being one of the very first people trained directly by Google I jumped on onto a telco Tigo as a digital marketing specialist. And right from there, I've been moving from real estate to agency and currently with FinTech um, called Fido, where we give loans to, um, I think we've done over 2.5 million loans. And so I'm happy today to join um, Philip. So we discuss the trends and the numbers when it comes to the internet and then social media. All right. So that is that intro. But I mean, Generally, when you look at the report, um, what are your initial thoughts about the report from a, from a general standpoint? What are the initial your initial thoughts 
about you know um, the report for for this year yeah i think i will say kudos to those who um put together this report what i see is growth everywhere if you take ghana for example uh population has grown mobile connectivity numbers have grown internet penetration have, have grown and social media where now almost everybody's on his phone trying to um, either be on facebook or twitter or tiktok and things like that has also um, increased tremendously so this generally means that internet penetration isn't going lower it will forever keep going higher so we get to 100 percent and so what this tells me is that there are so many opportunities because these days internet has become part of everything we do whether you are using it for business you're using it for news or you're just having fun with your friends it is super important it has become part of us and so i'm so happy that the numbers actually confirm my feeling about this new technology that we've come to embrace i mean the digital space is obviously really big um and um it, it has its own meanings from a marketing standpoint and you know from all, all of these standpoints so we we are going to you know lean on your knowledge and your viewing of the report um, just walk us through some of the key highlights that jumped out at you and then tell us why some of these are, are, are so important. Obviously, um, one of the things that I would, I would all, we would also be looking at is the fact that um, one of the, when you look globally, um, this, this report obviously comes you know, some years after the pandemic, a, a year or two after the pandemic. But what seems to be happening is more and more people spending less and less time online when you look at the global statistics it appears that people may not necessarily be spending more time but then they're spending more quality time within that short period of time that they are on and i, I just thought that that was really, really interesting but let's get into your observation so far of the report the things that you know stood out for you and then we can get into some of the global trends as well okay for me what stood out for me let me start from the low point Though we all agree that the internet penetration is increasing, there is still a big number of offline people. So for example, I see that 47% of Ghanaians are still offline. And what this means is that being a marketing person or being a business, we agree that a bigger number of the people can be found online, but you still can't do without offline. That is the truth. So you still have to do a mixture of everything, what we call 360 campaigns where you, you have a bit of outdoor in there, a bit of um, TV and radio in there, and definitely also digital. So that is one thing that stood out for me. Then the positive side, which is social media for me, grew by 7.3%. And usually when we say percentages, you don't really feel it. The, uh, um, feel it. So let me put it into numbers. 600K, 600,000 people have joined social media. So this is really big. Imagine going to an event and having 600,000 people seated in an auditorium. That is big. So this is just the increment. And adding it to the people who were already there, making it 8.8 .8 million Ghanaians. This is not worldwide, Ghanaians already online. And so in whatever aspect of business you're doing, you can't do without social media. You can't, I know majority of this, th these business owners are uh, um, in the older generation and so aren't still used to this social media thing but it's time they embrace it because there are some people you saw them to spend even 
let's say hundred dollars on a on a social media campaign and i wouldn't do but we'll spend let's say um thousand cities on just one jingle you get it? because that is where he believes will give him the returns but this report is proving to us that no social media itself can also give you returns because there is i don't think there is any place you go to see 8.8 .8 million people potential um, um, um a potential audience that you can actually track and and and, and this point always seems to stick out almost every time the fact that when you deal with you know your traditional forms of media it does appear that there's a bit of a difficulty for example tracing getting all the data that you can use to make you know decisions from a, a commercial or a sales point of view but then digital offers you you know those those metrics that you can make very important decisions on but then once again it does seem like the traditional is still ruling maybe because our digital space is not as structured as it's supposed to be you know so for example in a radio station you typically expect that you know it will be fully digitalized such that we can be able to track how many people are listening to the radio but then we are predominantly analog so then you know it, it kind of makes it difficult for someone who is making a purchasing decision from a marketing standpoint to say that i'm going to use or i'm going to go solely digital you know it always seems to come up and i'm just wondering with your marketing lens on, you know, what, what would be your thinking around that? The fact that the wider society is pretty much more analog. I mean, if you go to, you know, the northern areas and, you know, some of the middle belt and things like that where the internet penetration might not be as much, you know, 4G is not necessarily available, it, it, it kind of presupposes that you would have to stick with you know, traditional forms of media just to get the level of penetration you're looking for. I agree that if you go to the northern part and some other hinterlands, yes, people are still offline. And those people will fall within the 47%, which we have mentioned. So I'm also acknowledging that not everybody is online. But 47 and 53. Philip, which one is big? 53 is obviously bigger. And so I think it's a mindset thing business owners would have to tune their mind a little bit more to digital. And you know, people are taking advantage of, of, of it. Interestingly, they are not even locals. I have worked for business, I don't want to mention names, but you, you, you have a budget of let's say 100K USD, and they'll tell you that you use 70% for digital, and just 30% for offline. Recently, um, I got introduced to some Indian guys who also want to do some um, gaming products and they are also looking to spend about 50k USD and they want everything to be digital they don't even want anything offline but the the case is if there is no value in it why are these foreign investors pushing money in it because they know they'll get their returns and I can tell you confidently that the growth you see in Fido and some of these big companies that have worked with even Apollonia City you will see that we get quality leads from online. Because, you know, there is something that people haven't realized. Um, there is this theory called moments of truth, where initially, if you want to buy a camera, you go to, let's say, a store. Let me just use Melcom as an example. When you go, you don't know anything about cameras. So you ask the sales guy, hey, guy, these two cameras, which one do I, um, do I buy? Then he said, oh, this one is good, based on his knowledge. Okay, that is your first moment of truth from that guy. You go home, you go use the camera, and realize, ah, oh, this camera is whack. That is your second moment of truth. Guess what? Things have changed. 
Now there's something called zero moments of truth, where I would have to go online, go and do my own research, and then be able to draw my own conclusions. So now before I even go to Melcom, to an extent, I know what I'm looking for. Okay, and so yes, the sales girl can 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 advise, but it's still my decision to either go for it or not. And so that zero moments of truth is having an influence, whether we like it or not, on the purchasing decision of the everyday person. And so if you are a business and I go do my zero moments of truth and you are not there to be found, the only place you sell is offline. You don't have a website, you don't have an app, you don't have any social media platform. You've missed on impressing me. And so now when I go to Melcom, I'll only buy the one who has an, an online presence. It is possible that that person may not be the best. You, you probably is the best. You, you are the best. But because you don't have an online presence, you've missed a customer. And you know how many more of me you have missed? We have over 8 million people online. So, so you are missing everybody like me. And so if you are a Ghanaian business owner, just try it out. Give yourself, I'm not saying put all your money in there, but try with some small budget and test the waters. Okay, if it works for you, you keep pushing. And so that is what I was saying. And, and before, before we, we go further into um, your, 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 your observations, one of the issues that have come up recently also is the fact that everybody seems to be going in one direction oh i have an app oh i have without necessarily having a strategy around it so it's like a checkbox of sorts you know do you have an app do you have this are you uh, is your website mobile friendly without necessarily going beyond just having it to actually making it more or less um easier for people to make purchasing decisions with you know and and i don't know what your thoughts are about those um, um realizations within um the, the business space okay i would say you should start with what you have it's not everybody that can build an app obviously but facebook is free other social media platforms are free and me everything is everything which is free i take advantage of so after you've taken advantage of the free ones then i then now if you think you're in fact as for website i'll say it's a must it is the app that I will say that, well, if um, you are not into, let's say, applications. For example, Fido takes a loan via an app, so it is a must. But if, let's say, you have a shop and it's just a storefront, then you may not necessarily need an app, just a website, but maybe you can incorporate some e-commerce features so that people can make orders and things like that. That works with me. So you start with what you have. I wouldn't push people too much to do so, so much if... They don't have the ability to do so. Okay, so that will be what I will say. Okay. All right, so now we are going to go further into um, some of the um, the pointers that uh, Alice has put together. And um, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, some of the pointers that she raised, especially about and for marketing people, people who are making marketing decisions, commercial decisions, no matter how much, how small the budget is, make sure that there is a bit for digital because there is... There's a population waiting to be marketed to and, and offered products that you potentially have to sell. But, of course, it's not just about selling products. It's also about offering, you know, other, other products, but I'm sure we'll get into those. So let's get, let's get more into some of the observations that you made from, from the reports, the digital 2023 report. Okay. Another thing I realized is internet speed. Mm. I was so sad to see that internet speed reduced, especially for... Um, 
mobile connectivity so let's say if i have a phone and i have bought let's say one gig for a week on my phone the speed i want to actually browse with reduced a little whereas those who had um fixed broadband for example let's say i have some mtn router at home or some vodafone kind of fixed thing in my in my home that increased mm -hmm. and i thought the telcos could do better yeah not to pick on anybody but if if our internet penetration is growing this is not a time to release your speed because speed is money time is money people actually need to um arrange meetings on their phones people do meetings on their phone you know with this COVID thing that came the zoom and and the google meet and all those and so people are doing everything virtual so that is an observation i i i took and i think that the telcos need to invest more in their speed so that the everyday Ghanaian will also get value for the data that because trust me data is expensive and so if I'm, I'm buying it I should as well get the speed that I want at least even if you can't go up be stable but don't reduce uh, would, would you say it also could be because and like you rightly said quite a number of people are now getting onto the fiber conversation mm -hmm. you know fixed broadband and that sort of thing could it also be that there is a shift towards um, working from home and you know um, th those sort of, and that probably is a reason why there, there seems to be that discrepancy discrepancy there yeah I think working from home has also come to stay there are businesses in Ghana that are practicing that and so if you have a fixed broadband I think it's good enough for you because you you have to get stable internet to do your your stuff but if you are doing working from home and you're having stable internet connectivity it doesn't mean that those who use their phones should suffer and so the telcos can still maintain that same level of speed they give to the um, guys using the fixed broadband to we the the the, the um, guys using mobile because trust me if a lot more people are rather using the the uh, fixed broadband and it means you have less people on your mobile connectivity and so we should enjoy the the, the more and not rather lesser yeah so I, I i i rather think that because more people are coming on board more people are using their infrastructure and so it's like me having one apple if I don't have anybody sharing it with, I have the full apple. But if 10 people have to share that same apple, then everybody gets bit. And so if you the one giving the apple, you want us to be okay, then give us 10 apples so that everybody gets one. Exactly. So as they are taking our monies and we paying for this broadband, they should definitely expand whatever infrastructure they, they need to put in place so that people can enjoy their internet usage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So that's, is, there, is there anything else from the um from the research that you you feel you wanted to highlight before we get yeah. into some of the other yeah i saw something too about popular websites so i want to move away from social media and go to websites and um i don't know if ghana web is is ghanaian but i presume it is because of the name and they were the second most visited website and i thought it was good you know it, I'm, I'm i'm happy to always see one of our own also shining but initially i thought it would be Facebook, Google, all those big, big guys. But seeing Ghana Web as number two, mm -hmm. I was super impressed. Well, whatever work they are doing, they should keep on doing it because the people are actually visiting them and they will also <laughs> make good money from that. Mm -hmm. Then there are other bad things that are, should I say bad? Okay, maybe my perspective. <laughs> I saw three betting companies at the first 10 and I was like, 
hey my people <laughs> is that what you use your time for so so i don't know it shows who we are and and what we are interested I mean, in it's, it's, it's just a direct reflection of what you know society is today especially with the betting websites and the yeah. porn websites and things like that which you know almost consistently every year we we have them showing up consistently in in the top 10 and i guess it's just a reflection of what our society is today as well yeah 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 and so if you are a parent you you have to be aware of of, of this mm. and <laughs> i don't know if i can speak to you but because i think sometimes I think sometimes we don't take note of what our kids are doing. And once they are holding the phone, we assume they are learning or they are doing something. So maybe, unless you are okay with it, but if you are not okay with it, it's time for you to monitor what they do. And I know there are apps that can make you track what they are doing. Even the history of their browsers can make you know so that they don't go and learn biases that ideally you wouldn't encourage them to do. So yeah, and I the other thing I, I, I saw is about the streaming. I was impressed because <laughs> 2015 I was with Tigo and we're trying to push a streaming music platform called Deezer. It was a tough game. We intentionally had to push some some big names in the music industry just so people's attention will come on the Deezer platform. But it still didn't work out like we were expecting. So to see that seven or eight years down the line, people are actually streaming music, using internet to do the streaming, and now they become plenty. Spotify, Boom, Play, I've lost their name. <laughs> so I think it's a very good good news, and, and I also think it's an indicator that, that, that sometimes it's about, it's just time. Leave time to do its work. Don't force it. At a point, you may be pushing um, a behavioral change. People were used to listening to music on radio and then on TV. All of a sudden, you want them to use hard-earned money to buy data and stream. Beginning, it will look very cumbersome. You think this isn't going anywhere. But if you give it time, people will get used to what is happening at the moment. And then they will definitely come on. Um, or, uh, come on, yeah. So 22.8% of the population on the internet in Ghana are streaming music. And what you did say about that, which I found very interesting, was the fact about attitude not change and the fact that you should give it time but the truth also is a lot of businesses don't have the money to wait out that time but then the habit needs to be inculcated and the attitude needs to change so how 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 do businesses who are looking at changing attitudes in in this case for example streaming music how do they still maintain that consistency in terms of customer engagement in order to be able to change attitudes. And I'm guessing this is something that a lot of businesses are also looking at, at, at doing. I mean, people in insurance tech, insurance tech, for example, are going through this phase as well. And quite a number of industries are battling with this difficulty of changing attitudes towards a product or a service. But then, you know, it obviously involves a lot of money, investment, and, and, and things like that. How do businesses work around that because it obviously not easy <laughs> i would say they should keep hope alive because change is difficult imagine you knowing something over 20 years and then someone wants to change it in just a year it's not possible it will take time so maybe the business owners will have to put that into their calculation so maybe we the managers will also have to 
tell it as it is mm. and don't sugarcoat it. Sometimes mm. when we are given targets, in order to please people, we say, oh, it's doable. And you give the upper management hope that, oh, once I bring this new behavioral change, it's going to work and the people are going to accept it. But the truth is, it may not or it may take time. So once you build that perception in their minds that, yes, it will happen, but it's gradual, then when they are also hoping, they will hope with some level of cautiousness that, hey, this may take five years. Mm -hmm. So maybe if we are investing, let's invest slowly and rather wait till people catch up with it before maybe we push it the more. So that you don't also put all your money into something and within one or two years, you don't see the return on, 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 on investment and now you decide to just back off. And so I think that is what I will say to um, businesses who want to actually drive behavioral change using technology. All right. Well, you're still tuned in to 97.3 City FM. We're having a conversation with Alice. I'm looking at um, the Global um, Digital Report 2023 and just trying to tease out some of the um, interesting statistics and what the statistics actually mean as as well. We have talked a bit about Ghana. We'll be, we'll be looking at global trends and what they mean for Ghana and Africa when we come back right after this. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrends. Well, you're welcome back. This is 97.3 City FM. We are talking about the Digital 2023 report and what it means for, you know, digital marketers, what it means for um, decision makers and businesses, what it means for you as social media users and new media users um, and basically Internet users or digital um, natives or, yeah, digital persons. For, for want of a better description. And we're here with Alice as she walks us through um, her observations from the report. And then, of course, we'll be getting and delving a bit deeper into some of the global trends and, and what, for her, it means um, from a, a global level to a local level. So um, let's get into the most used social media platforms and your observations um, from, from there. Okay. So I realized that um, WhatsApp is the number one. Okay, and <laughs> the percentage is huge, 89.9. That is huge. Okay, some years back, there was no WhatsApp, so Facebook was comfortably ruling. And, and, and actually had been number one for several years. Yes, and all of a sudden, a new one comes. Hopefully, it's for them, so that is okay. But imagine this was for another brand. Facebook's um, revenue would have gone down just because there's a new baby on the block. And so what this tells me is that nothing is number one forever <laughs> nothing is number one forever and just to chip in this chat gpt thing google has always ruined as the number one search and it looks like now they are panicking yeah. because of it and so um the the giants of these tech companies shouldn't be comfortable uh, and then do nothing more innovative thinking that what they have can sustain them for years right. New kids can come and then just blow them, which also means that our developers can also start doing something right. and then they can also um, blow. Okay, so that is one thing, which also means that for we Ghanaians, we, we love WhatsApp. And so what this also means for um, everyday sellers, not big companies, but you being maybe you sell some bags or some dresses, don't think that 
it is only when you you do a radio advert or maybe even um facebook ad that you can get people you could do whatsapp these days they have the whatsapp business where you could add a catalog of whatever you are selling the prizes and all that you can also utilize it because it is the number one so why not make use of it so that is what i'll say and also um sometimes when you when you have discussion with some tech literates they make you understand that oh facebook dear oh facebook dear that that only old people use facebook now charlie everybody's on twitter and tiktok but guess what facebook is still number number two right after whatsapp and ig follows and snapchat even before twitter so um don't just neglect facebook don't don't open accounts on twitter and tiktok and ignore facebook you are still losing a big chunk of people and i know the older ones still love it because that's where they still meet their classmates and things like that and those are the people who actually have that level of disposable income exactly they have the purchasing power so you have to get a facebook page and don't just say oh ig and tiktok are the ones ruling and so numbers don't lie the numbers say facebook is number two so please take advantage of that as well um funny enough i see link i thought linkedin was growing steadily but it looks like it is still uh should i say struggling yet still i will say if you are a young corporate person hey don't do without linkedin have a nice profile because it is like a semi website and a semi social media people get jobs i know people who've gotten jobs dollar jobs so <laughs> on linkedin <laughs> so i'll tell you that yes please take advantage because when i checked guess what linkedin had about 1.8 million yeah um let me say two years ago it was around 1 million mm. and now it's 1.8 million just that it is growing slowly but it is growing it's still growing it's still growing and i remember when i was in the real estate it was i think our number two after google our lead generation channel because it was real estate you need people who have the purchasing power to buy lands in dollars exactly you know and so please be on that as well and ig is comfortably number three which is okay and so i think yeah these are the channels that we 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 have tiktok has actually overtaken linkedin tiktok came how many years ago <laughs> I, mean, like... I mean that, that's where a lot of the young very active people a, a lot of this data of obviously is is based on usage yeah. i mean most use social media platforms clearly tells you that there is a shift going on and I, i'm yeah. i'm guessing that's what explains um facebook you know being overtaken by instagram yes like you said it, be, it belongs to meta as a business generally yeah. but it clearly tells you the shift in 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 ideology in terms of how people consume information and for me there's another question I'll be asking later, but for me, it, it obviously, and, and, and the rise of TikTok over the years also makes or alludes to this, the fact that more and more people are consuming content. Yeah. And so the platforms that allow you to easily express, share content, obviously is getting the most usage. Instagram obviously has had to do a lot of adaptation with yeah. regards its platform, a lot of changes mm -hmm. taken from your TikToks and your Snapchats, mm -hmm. infusing some of you know their 
um, their features just to stay relevant. And obviously, the numbers don't lie. It kind of makes you understand why they are number one at um, 89.9%. Yeah. But then the TikToks of the world are, are obviously still catching up. And yeah. it will be interesting to see what the numbers look like next year. Because yeah. obviously, this is, this is a, gro a growing trend. Yeah, yeah. I, I also believe that TikTok will go very fast. Um, aside they even allow you to do content in a very simple way, there is something that they are doing that the others thought they were punishing us with. So let me tell you this. At a point, you post something on Facebook and they will intentionally reduce their reach. Mm. So you may have struggled to build a followership of let's say 100K. You post and less than 1% see it. Mm. Unless you now do paid advertisements to reach your own followers. So they had um they they have a targeting option where you can you can target people who already follow you. People I have acquired already, I have to still pay to, to get them. them but guess what? TikTok comes and it flips it. Right. You don't even need to be a follower and you still see the content. So you you Facebook, you thought you were trying to be smart and get more money by reducing reach so that I'll pay. Now your competitor comes and, and says that hey. A friend did a video just last night, and that was the very first time he used TikTok. Very first time. Obi account now. He posted his. He slept and woke up, and he already had six hundred views. And he was like, "Who what? knows me here? Yeah. <laughs> People are watching." Yeah. Okay, and so um, I think Facebook and the others are causing their own let me say downfall because. Right. TikTok is doing the opposite and people are loving it and they are using it. Yeah. Yeah. Discovery of new content seems to be one of, one of the biggest things. Is there anything else from the, the data that you, you want to touch on before we get into um, a bit of the global trends um, that, that popped out? Okay, so I, 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 I wanted to touch on the browsers. I realized that Chrome browser has about 59% of the usage in Ghana here. And I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised because when we were starting to learn about the internet, Chrome wasn't there. It was Internet Explorer, if you remember. Okay. Yeah, Internet Explorer. Yes. I was even going to say Edge. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Internet Edge Explorer. <laughs> Edge is a sister, so yeah. And I'm surprised that in this few years of me trying to... It has got, because 59% is like more than half. Yeah. Okay, and so at least it still gives me hope that we can still build something. We can. I remember there was this Ghanaian who was doing, is it Anansi Web or mm. I don't know if you remember those mm. guys. Yeah, and we shouldn't lose hope in in our own talents and in and in and in our own developments. We should rather push it and and don't think that somebody is a giant and so I cannot overtake the person. It is possible. People have shown, I know these are giants and so it, it may be easier for them, but hey, let's keep trying. We don't know. One day we may, we may break out. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, fing fingers crossed. We, we hope that we do break out at some point. If, yeah. if Chrome can do it to Internet Explorer, uh -huh. you never know what, what is possible. So tuned in to 97.3 CTFM. This is City Trend. We are having a conversation around the digital um, 2023 or digital in Ghana or globally digital report and um, global overview report. We're just trying to understand what the data actually means and what it translates into. Now, one of the things that I found interesting um, was the fact that it appears from a global standpoint that there seems to be a decline in the amount of time that each individual is spending 
on the internet. Not necessarily saying that um, the quality is reducing, but then it, it appears that you know people are becoming more purposeful in what they use their digital technologies for, and they are prioritizing quality of connected experiences over necessarily the quantity. Because for a long time, it's been more about the quantity and amount of time spent, but it looks like people are spending more time in particular places that they find beneficial to them and not necessarily just being kind of all over the place. I don't know what your thoughts are um, around that global trend. Personally, if you ask me, I would have said it's the opposite. I see more people on their phones, even when they are crossing the road, they are on their phone. But hey, numbers don't lie. They have done the survey and they are saying that people are spending less time. And, and for me, I'm happy because I think everything too much is bad. We are beginning to get addicted with this internet phone thing, smartphone thing. And so if there is data to prove that people are now being more conscious, trying to be more balanced and not always being online, to the extent of people, people don't have time for anything again. Yeah. They don't go out to meet their friends, you know, that vibe, that human vibe that at the point, yeah, that that connection i thought we were losing it at a point because we are too much fixated on this phone laptop internet right. thing right. and so if the data proves so i just hope it keeps like that so that <laughs> we can at least <laughs> we don't spend a whole day right. trying to be online right. yeah that's right. what I well, one, one of the other things also that i found interesting was the fact that how people search is changing you know i mean chat gtp obviously um, is, is changing the game in terms of contextualized search and everything else. But then one of the things that, you know, stood out was the fact that um, there is an evolution in terms of how people are searching and even what they search for. So, for example, they hear a product and the first thing they do is search for the product's presence on the internet before they consider making a purchasing decision. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems to be the first thing that people do. In yeah. Word of mouth is now word of the internet. Uh-huh. And so if you don't have presence, you almost don't you know, make um, 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 a purchasing order or you, you don't commit someone to make it. I, I just wonder what your thoughts are around all these changes and dynamics um, that we are seeing within even the search um, space. Yeah, I think time is something that we all don't have. We have growing families, we have a lot of things to do. And so if there is contextualized search, okay, I think it's the best. So for example, I use it a lot. <laughs> now they tell me that I should I should pay for it because they realize that I am overusing the app. <laughs> and I think it's good because sometimes with the search that we've always been used to, you'll be looking for something and be looking and be looking. <laughs> You'll find exactly what you're looking for. You know, yeah, but this I can I can write a copy and and, and tell it that make it more exciting right. and it rewrites it for me and then makes it more exciting and i'm happy and so I, I i think it's good and i think technology is growing it's making that um believe that it wouldn't be like this forever mm. things will change mm. because if child gpt just came and it's, it's, it's now shaking the giants like like google then uh, I, i'm i'm happy at least i i know that things are getting better and easier i don't have to now waste so much time searching for things i could get it by trying to speaking to an ai and it doing the search for me and then putting together what i what want exactly and then just feeding need. me with it yeah. yeah 
Well, what do you think about this? And, and I mean, it's not necessarily in the research, but what do you think about this um, collaboration, if I should call it that, between Microsoft and, and ChatGPT? The fact that now ChatGPT is being incorporated or baked into Microsoft Bing, you know, and of course now um, Google has, you know, come up with its with its own, which obviously didn't do very well this week with, um, you know, the platform giving wrong answers and things like that. What do you think about that integration that's going on? AI, search engines, w- w- what do you think about that? I think it's good. You know, if, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. Microsoft has been struggling with search because Google has, that's true. has been the leader of search for a very long time. And so if they've seen a prospect in chat GPT, mm-hmm. And they know they can't beat it and so they will go and collaborate with them or buy it out and incorporate it into whatever why not mm-hmm. <laughs> they're being smart i will say and so we all need to be smart in our own ways and so they've taken the the right step in the right direction google has also seen that hey if i don't take care this thing will overtake me and so they are also doing their version i think it's called bad or say yeah i think bad bad well yeah. it, it is that bad <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think all hope is lost. It's, it was its first day, people. Yeah. I think guys are being too strict on Google. <laughs> Even if you are doing your own thing, day one will not be perfect. Yeah. You have bugs, you have errors. I work in a fintech company, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can, you can release something, and after 30 minutes, you have to withdraw it, because mm-hmm. the bugs that are coming. Meanwhile, you did all the tests, yeah. and you thought it was good to go, but when people started using it, you saw the loopholes. And so I think we shouldn't be too hard on Google. They are also doing their best to, to compete with this AI search thing. So maybe with a couple of time, they will correct all their errors. And it's good. When there is competition, trust me, I, I, I needed chat GPT today. And they told me that I have to pay. Yeah. Imagine bad was there and was working well. Just, I would have just switched. Yeah. So if we have five of chat GPTs, some will be free, some will be on subscriptions, others will, will be free, but with, with some adverts and all that. We don't mind. Yeah. We will keep using it small, small. <laughs> we we'll keep using it small, small. So, me, yeah, competition is really good. They should all bring out things like that. But I'm just hoping to see some, some Ghanaians or Africans also doing something in the space. Because so far, it's like they are all Westerners. And- which, which is what I wanted to, to come to. You know, AI basically is working based on information that is generally available or information yes information that's available globally and it, it sort of computes all of that and gives you the very best results based on you know its intelligence yeah. we don't seem to be playing very well in that space in terms of content pr- production yeah. so if someone is asking contextually something that has to do with Ghana within a certain context, we are most likely not going to be showing up. If someone is asking about music from Africa, because we probably haven't produced enough content about music in Ghana, we might not show up in the searches and then your Nigerians and everybody else will be showing up. You know, talk to us about how, how important that side of the, the, the internet is. Because obviously if we are going to be speaking digital which we are right now we need to have a certain presence in the digital space and we don't seem to be to have that foothold um within that space to even make the mark that we are looking for i will say that we are rather doing well Mm -hmm. i will say that we have started 
maybe not to the westerns obviously they've been in the game for quite so long and so we can't compete with them yet but i think we are doing well recently see the number of youtubers you are seeing five years ago when you go online everything you see uh some wise people doing their own thing but even me i'm doing i have my youtube channel you see people who are media folks are now leaving their main media work to go and concentrate on their youtube channels trying to create content um th- th- there were more blogs now first it used to be just a mayor and some few people now we have so many and so i think we are getting there we just need to incorporate digital properly in our education because people um don't know about it a lot they only get to know about it sometimes when like a hunchery okay i I don't really have anything to do so let me just do this blogging thing Mm. or let me do just this youtube thing also make money but imagine if there is um, a child in class four and he's taught how to write a press release or how to write a blog or how to do a simple video you know by the time the child will be in university he already understands the dynamics what to do to to maybe get more views and things like that so you get people who have actually grown in the space right from class four or whatever class it is unfortunately our education system is backdated so but uh, let's hope maybe when when we have lecturers who are more inclined to these tech things things may change people i mean there's a bit of a philosophical question but people talk about the fact that we are creating content yes but we're not necessarily creating African content. So we are creating content to fit an algorithm that will, in this case, for a YouTuber, fetch them the views that will give them the money. We are not necessarily you know, creating African-oriented content such that when we are building a digital world, or even as we are building a digital world, we are creating a certain imprint. It's, it's more or less, you know, just making sure we are satisfying the algorithm because then that would give us the views in this sense. Or I don't know what your thought. I know it's a it, it's a it's a bit of a you know philosophical thing, but I just wonder your thoughts on that. Again, I don't think so. I think we are trying. I really think we are trying because for for example, if you go to YouTube and you want to watch what the guys are doing, it's not about um, Shakira doing something or Trump doing something. It's about Shatter going to say something here or Stoneboy went for this interview and said something. It is about Ghana. Maybe we like too much negativity. That could be said. But at least the people being spoken about are Ghanaians. Unless they're talking about historical things. Maybe somebody will come and do a video about Kwabi Nkrumah or, or things like that. That I think we can do better. But currently, the everyday news we see are about us. If not, who, who, who will read? Me? I know nothing about these wise guys. And so if you're going to write a story about how David Beckham did something, really. And so I rather think we maybe we aren't doing as much as um, is being done abroad, but at least we are doing something. Yeah, something is happening. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Are there any other things that for you, you know, you feel are important to look at based on the report? Anything else that you felt, you know, really, you know, stuck out for you and that you, you feel that we need to sort of Observe. I think um, worldwide, worldwide, what I noticed is um, China. Mm. 
you know, in our head, we know that um, these online things are actually being um, being used mainly by Europeans or Americans. But when I saw that China rather has the highest usage, I was impressed. So it means that... Is it, isn't, that isn't that a function of the population? Of course. So I was coming to that. It's a function of the population. But can you also blame them for it? Mm. Is it my fault that my country is big? No. Like the way Nigerians are also winning their way into the music game whilst we are not, it is also a function of population. But is it their fault that they are big? <laughs> no. I'm just blessed to be born in a country that has a lot of people. So you can't blame me for something I have. It's like saying, oh... You got a job for being beautiful. Isn't my fault for being beautiful? <laughs> and so um, it is still a fact that China or Eastern Asia has the highest when it comes to social media. But guess what? When I redid this analysis with the highest number of internet penetration slash population, mm-hmm. then nothing Europe topped. I see. So I see. Um, now it's, 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 it's not just we looking at all internet users and then trying to see the pie of uh, c- countries that topped. Rather, we are seeing, if we take this country, how many people live in there versus how many people are online? Right. Then that one, you see that Northern Europe are topping. For example, I realize that they have 85%. Yeah, and the rest are hovering around the 60s, 70s, and for us here in um, 50s. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think, I think that was something that's stood out for me that China mm. is still a force to reckon with, while the others are also doing their bit to make sure that the whole population is actually internet users. It, it, it will get to a, a point, we may get 100%, which I doubt, because <laughs> babies can't use internet, yeah. and so definitely they will be out. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things that and, and also, also popped up was on, on the issue of short-form video. You know, um, a lot of people on YouTube always say for example on youtube your video should be a minimum of five minutes ten minutes whatever but then if you're going to put on instagram because of the space that is given you know you have to you know cut it up and and do all of that it it seems that that short form video content seems to be the way to go and i'm just wondering from where you sit is that i mean yes youtube has youtube shorts but Mm -hmm. does that mean that youtube shorts will become the new revenue sort of making model for YouTube as against the everyday YouTube where you can watch your long form videos just because of the popularity of short um, form video content? I would say it depends on the content. Because if it is a movie, I wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't like to watch a five minutes movie. In bits. Yeah, it would be boring. Like we, we, we still sit down to watch long movies, one hour, two hours movies. But if, let's say, it's just a skit, Mm-hmm. a funny skit mm-hmm. then that's let's say if I get some five minutes I should be okay or, yeah and so I wouldn't say yes or no I would say it depends on what type of content you are doing if it is comedy if it is maybe some short information you want to share fine but if it is movies why not I would love to watch lengthy movies just you know ease the stress and whilst maybe I'm lying cozy in my bed <laughs> I'll be watching some videos yeah, yeah. So, so basically, there is a space for the different kinds of content. But yeah. obviously, for people, marketers, people uh-huh. who are looking at generating a set, either revenue or a sale, obviously, the, the leaning is more towards 
the short form video content yeah. for obvious reasons because more and more people are accessing the internet on their mobile devices and things like that so you know it's yes there is a place for it but if the money is coming from the short form video content the people who are creating the content are going to go there and much and much more you know and and i i just wonder what will happen to those who are creating longer form videos and things <laughs> like that and where they are going to fit in in the equation i think creating shorter videos are shorter it will take you less time to create short videos and so if you think people are gearing towards that and you're losing out on money you can't be stagnant you also have to to move there mm. so maybe you could do both you could keep the short one for those who want to be on tiktok and the youtube shorts and then um leave the longer ones for those who want to watch the youtube proper <laughs> yeah that's what i was saying. we're going to wrap up now but well, main reasons for using social media on top is finding or keeping in touch with friends and family followed by filling spare time <laughs> so keeping in touch with friends and family sits at 40%. Filling spare time sits at 36%. And making new contacts sits at 32%. Reading news stories follows at 30%. And avoiding missing out sits at 27%. Very, very interesting, obviously. There's a lot of data, obviously, to go through. We can't get through everything. But wrapping up, in terms of the digital space and growing the digital space in Ghana, you know, what what would you see to be to to happen this year? Are there any predictions that you 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 have in mind for this 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 year? Um, let me touch a bit on 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 this first. I think yes, we all want to keep in touch because first, if you want to visit somebody, I need to take a car or maybe you know travel all the way. But now I can be here and speak to my sister in another um, another country. So I think keeping in touch with friends and family is right. To be number one, followed by all the others, like spare time. We all sometimes we are in a car, you know, you don't have anything to do. And you, you, exactly. With what I think will, will, will happen, let me speak to the fintech bit. A lot more people are going to um, be doing this f um, fintech thing because, one, we don't have time. Nobody has time in Ghana now. And so if I want to do deposits or withdrawals or loans or savings or whatever I want to do, I should be able to do it in my house. And so FinTech is going to grow more. Yeah, that, that is one. And when it comes to communication, because people go online to keep in touch, we're going to see more growth on there too. So maybe we're going to be seeing new apps and things like that. Yeah. And this AI thing, is also coming in full force. And the last one is this investment arm of things, this Bitcoin thing. Even me beginning, I was so skeptical. Now I'm like, hey, what if I don't do this and then and you miss out. <laughs> I miss out? Yeah. So, and I know a lot more people are like me. We want to test, but we aren't sure. And after some few years, if it is what we think it is, and it's not just a scam sitting somewhere to blast, mm. then more people will actually... Um, be going into that area yeah that's what i would say for the future alice it's 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 a pleasure thank you so much for sharing your insights with us um especially with the within the fintech space as well appreciate um the thoughts shared well listeners these are just bits of data that we are interpreting and based on the digital um report overview of the digital landscape globally and obviously in ghana as as well you 
based on these conversations, I hope it's helping you to shape your idea of your digital strategy, for example, for the year, and some of the things that you should be keeping in mind when you, you think very deeply about what's the next frontier of either your work or your private life or your social life actually is. We are obviously, you know, people complain about, you know, we spending too much time on our phones and things like that, but main reasons for using social media Number one at 40% is keeping in touch with friends and family. So make of it as you, uh, uh, what you want. But clearly, the digital is here to stay, and we have to get ourselves adapted to, to this space. My name is Philip Sean. Once again, it's been a pleasure coming your way with another episode of City Trends. The show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow, so please do look out for it and do share with your friends and family as well. Well, till next week. Stay techie.